WATD presents The People's Truth, a show dedicated to bringing communities together and keeping the truth alive. Join us each week as we shine the light of justice on topics, people, and local businesses that highlight the real people's truth. Here is your host, Benny Rabbi. Yes, indeed. The rumors are true. 95.9 FM WATD, the people's truth. Benny Rabbi, your host, alongside Jay Crombie, as always. Jay, what's going on, buddy? Pretty as a midsummer's morn, they called him Ben. Hey, Ben. I bet you say that to all the DJs. <laughs> Happy Monday. It's time Happy Monday, indeed. Truth. <laughs> and thank you for joining us once again, as always, on 95.9 FM WATD. We're always happy to be here with you, keeping the truth alive. And Jay, it's been a heck of a week, man. What's going on with you? Not too much, man. I've just uh, been excited. The good weather's coming. Maybe we're uh, getting to the end of this pandemic thing, and that's about it. I'm excited for the show tonight, Ben. No, there's some excitement there indeed. Hopefully the end of COVID coming quickly. Oh, it can't come soon enough. Return some normalcy. Because you know what, Jay? The world is missing out on some really important things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Not only are they missing out on their lives, first of all, but they're also missing out on great opportunities to go explore the world. And isn't that the most interesting thing of all? Especially with the young kids, Jay. You got the young family especially. How much fun is it going out to some of these historic landmarks and some of these great places here and around New England? It's fun to plan them, Ben, and then the actual doing it with young children is hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. It sounds great on paper, and then you get there, and they just want snacks and toys, and you, you regret ever doing anything. <laughs> sounds like a life lesson learned. But I buddy. love them. <laughs> bundles of joy, bundles of joy. Well, Jay, I'm talking about going on those family adventures, the ones that you're talking about. That's the logistics behind it, buddy. Congratulations on your logistical win. Hey, but you engineers got to write it on paper. Us uh, us guys with boots on the ground, Ben. I mean, we're the ones actually doing it. That's usually how it works, I guess, huh? <laughs> but you know what? Going to places like the USS Salem, a time-honored tradition, Jay, here in uh, Quincy and the South Shore especially. I see what you did there. Uh, Oh, I love it. You love it. Which segues us to our guests this evening. We are joined here live on WATD by members of the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates. And I want to welcome each one of you onto the program tonight, starting, of course, with the ringleader, Don DeCristofario. Don, how are you, man? I'm great, Brother Ben. Thanks for having us. Ooh, this is the another I love it. We're also joined by Jim. Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I am a-doing, man. I am a-doing. And let's just live in studio, folks. Joining us via Zoom, we also have Miss Suzanne. Are we there? What happened? Hey, Ben. Hey, there we go. Miss Suzanne. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey. And also Miss Eva joins us. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolute pleasure. It has been a long time since we've been this group together in one, kind of one room. Don, how do you feel about that? Because the last time we ran into each other was in the middle of a very spooky season. Yeah, it was It was a long time ago, but uh, we had a great time. Um, and I think it's affected how things are going uh, for us now, Ben. I think uh, it had a lot to do with the way things are going on the ship now. And that's awesome. So, folks at home, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, we are talking about the USS Salem here tonight and the stories that abound. But I just want to say, the group that we have here tonight, in my opinion, some of the finest paranormal investigations that I have ever seen and or heard or have been a part of. So I want to say that from the bottom of my heart. And a round of applause. One more time from our studio audience here. Thank you, thank you. For the great work done and the great work still in progress. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, studio audience, that's enough out of you. That's Calm enough out down, of you. everyone. Seriously, Please. they just got their workout, you know? 
Well, we like to try and tell people the truth while we keep that community coming together because it's getting harder and harder in between to make that happen. So, Don, tell us a little bit about how this group got started and how you ended up getting involved with the Salem in the first place. Um, well, our, our gang, I think, got started the way gangs do, uh, you know, kind of organically. Uh, Pat Connors, who is the co-founder of of the GBPA, he and I met aboard the Salem actually years ago, long before Ghost Ship Harbor or any of that stuff. Right, right. Um, so we it was were, down by the railroad tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly as, right. As all good gangs do start. <laughs> a rough exactly, and tough uh, Quincy shipyard. That's a, that's exactly right. And it, it was not the only gang I was a member of down at Quincy Point, but but <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. That's I guess. another show. Um, <laughs> and and we were members of a paranormal group uh, that 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 was a nightmare in and of itself that had nothing to do with the ghosts. The group itself was was the nightmare. And <laughs> Pat and I, I think, just decided that we could do a better job, and, and we decided to form a, a gang of our own, and it's come together very slowly but surely over the years. I think we're a, we're a small group, but we've gone quality over quantity in terms of, in terms of members. Ghost Ship Harbor was a great recruiting tool for us. Uh, Suzanne came aboard uh, as a result of Ghost Ship Harbor. Sandra Perez, Amanda Cook, some of our some of our, our um, most steadfast members. Uh, Eva indirectly through Sandra who came aboard during Ghost Ship Harbor. So, um, like I said, it was kind of organic. We, we just came together the way groups do and I like to think we do things right. This first meeting on the Salem, uh, what what year are we talking about? How long ago was this, probably? Oh, man, what are we talking, like 2016, 17, well, somewhere around there? That was the first Jay, year mean, of... You mean when Pat and I met on the yeah, Salem? Yeah. Oh, hell, that was, that was um, 2002, 2003, somewhere in that neighborhood. And you guys were already independently doing paranormal yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, we, we were, you know, we were, we were kind of drawn to the Salem. Honestly... Being a Navy guy, um, I was spending time on the Salem before I knew she was haunted. Yeah. Uh, it was only later that I found out she was haunted. I was given regular tours. Were you aware? Because there's a lot of history. Maybe we should kind of delve into that a little oh, bit. No. There is some kind Jay, of macabre history on the uh, Jay, on the Salem. No question about Jay, it. Jay, you don't even know who you're asking for this story right now. Kids, <laughs> buckle up. This is a good one. Yeah, no question. Uncle Don's about to tell this one. Yeah. No question about it. She, you know, when we give our... And we were just talking a few minutes ago about the public investigations. Yes. You know, when we give our tours, I tell people that I, I would be very, very surprised if there was another ship, Navy ship, anywhere in history that saw no combat but saw as much death as Salem. Yes. Um, she, you know, she spent most of her career in the Mediterranean. And in 1953, there was a very serious earthquake in Greece where she was basically the hospital. Um, she pulled up and basically, yeah, exactly, became the, a floating know, hospital you know, for every, the, uh, everyone, the refugees and the, uh, the victims. Everyone that was, that was hurt during the earthquake, uh, all those people were brought aboard the Salem for treatment. Right. And a lot of people died aboard the ship, men, yeah. women, and kids. Um, I don't, I, the number is kind of iffy. I think they were more interested in how fast they could treat people and, and stuff. That exactly. Count them. But, but the number seems to be in the 70 range in terms of people that died aboard the ship. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as she came home, I'm talking about the second night she was home, um, there was an explosion on the ship that was tied up outboard of the Salem. Oh, wow. Um, one of the magazines detonated, and some of those sailors were brought aboard the Salem for treatment because the hospital went with the explosion. Right. Jeez. And a number of those guys died aboard the yeah. the ship as well. Um, about a year and a half later, she was on the way to France, uh, sailing next to a destroyer, and the destroyer had a uh, an anti aircraft gun explode. <laughs> and because the uh, destroyer is so much smaller a ship, those guys were brought aboard the Salem for treatment, and a number of those guys died aboard the Salem as well. So, I think the the death toll in terms of the Salem is is in the ninety area yeah that's that's 
a lot. Yeah. Like, like you said, for a ship that saw no combat, man, that's uh, that's worse Even than some did. for a combat ship, it would probably be a high number. Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, probably. That's pretty and, wild. And we and we see and speak to those folks on a very regular basis. Right now, yeah, you earlier were talking about the uh, the public. Uh, visits or the tours that you do and this is really interesting and mm -hmm. uh, I'd like maybe talk about this a little bit because right. this is something that uh, Ben's, uh, Ben's going on with something oh right okay <laughs> well, look, uh, well I was going to say Suzanne Eva why don't you t why don't you tell these guys about the public yes investigations well anybody can sign up and you can bring friends you can be in big groups you can come in small groups and you're allowed to use all the cool ghost tools and we take you and guide you and um, it's really fun. There's always action and we take breaks if you need breaks. If you're not feeling it, you can hang out, but you definitely will get action. This is not for the week. <laughs> so this is like something for like an enthusiast maybe who has seen maybe this on TV or has heard uh, stories yes, about definitely. it. Doesn't have the equipment but is interested in it. This is something that is really cool because, yeah, you can just kind of jump into it with a professional and they'll show you everything. And what a great place to start on the Salem where you kind of, exactly, you're guaranteed to see something. And uh <laughs> yeah, you know, we're I mean, almost yes, guaranteed. To see. You're guaranteed to feel it. That's for sure. Right. We, yeah. I mean, we, you know, obviously, yeah. we, you know, we don't, we can't guarantee anything. Of course, uh, yeah. But it, you know, it's a, it is a very, very rare night when something crazy doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and he said when it doesn't go crazy, <laughs> folks. Just to clarify yeah, to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's um, and last year I I'm gonna say and. And I think these folks that are here with me will all agree. Last year was far and away the most active year the ship's ever been. We've been on the ship just one night since last season, about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And it was wild that night. <laughs> You're kidding me on. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was it was wild when we were there doing the big show and dance. And uh, that, that we're referring, of course, to the Ghost Ship Harbor. I'm, I'm okay to say it's been three years. We're good. Um, but honestly, I mean, that seems like it really only made the real deal worse. Am I mistaken on, on that? And and uh, anyone can speak on that. Suzanne, maybe? <laughs> what was the question? I was asking if the haunt itself, did that make the real deal spirits much more upset than they were prior? I think so. Oh, yes. We definitely believe that. We don't, we don't think that they liked the haunt at all. We think that they think maybe we were mocking them and making fun of them, and it really stirred up quite a quite a big deal. Very interesting. Very interesting. There's a there's a guy there's a guy back aft, a spirit who has been angry forever. <clears throat> He's always been a little bit of a curmudgeon, and yeah. And what what we believe now is that there's a room back there that's still got a bunch of costumes and stuff in it. And we believe now that his primary source of anger is that he thinks we're going to do it again. Ooh. Ah. Well, I mean, it's, it certainly used to be a very fun thing to do, but it sounds like now it might be a bit too uh, too tempting for some. Even though sometimes we have sort of used that to egg him on a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean... A uh, action on that, too. Yeah. Definitely some lessons to be learned there. Mm. Uh there must have been a whole lot of lessons taken away from that whole experience, though. And then, of course, staying remained with the ship year-round, essentially. I mean, uh, we know it does close down for the winter, and obviously, and who wants to be on a uh, frozen tin can for the most of uh, eternity, right? Don, I know you've got some experience to speak to that, my friend, as a, uh, as a veteran yourself. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. We always take the time to thank our veterans. And uh, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, because I know... Man, that ship gets pretty cold even in the summertime. Oh man, our our la I want to say our last public investigation last season was right after the first snowfall, um, and things were crazy on the ship. Yeah, and we even had guests. It was a public investigation, and we even had guests still hanging around. It was probably one thirty in yeah, the morning, at least. And we ended up we just couldn't take it anymore. It was so so cold. We could, we just couldn't take it anymore, and we had to we had to go. <laughs> it makes sense. Because you're just sitting there too. You're not moving around to get yourself warm at all. Even if yeah. you dress accordingly. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. You're in a big metal box on the ocean. There it is. In the snow. It's, you're in a freezer. And in the <laughs> you're summer, in an ice chest. And in the summertime, <laughs> you're in a big metal box in the sun. <laughs> and it's 95. So it's either an oven or an ice chest. And no in yeah. between. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. It's pretty uh, pretty wild place to be, that is for sure. And, uh, you know, it's a very special place, and I don't feel like it gets enough recognition. So, funnily enough, uh, obviously, with one of our, our new sister stations, WMEX 1510 Boston and Quincy, uh, that's something we've been looking forward to, is helping promote events on the Salem and to benefit the Salem, as always, and as people know, we're always about helping our veterans. So uh, I'm really looking forward to be able to, to make that partnership with you guys as well because, quite frankly, Quincy has the greatest paranormal investigative team in New England right in its backyard, and they only need to just realize it and come visit for themselves because this, like you, uh, like you ladies oh, said earlier, and, and the gentleman here right there, they no. admit it, it's not for the light of heart. I'm going to argue with you, Don, so. <laughs> nope, not at all, not no, at and all. I, and I guess I should, I should make sure to say, and I, I, I like to make sure to tell people, um, we don't, you know, we char- obviously we charge for, our, for the tours, but every nickel we make goes to the ship. We yeah. don't, we don't, um, we don't make any money off any of this stuff. Last year, um, we, you know, because of, because of COVID, we didn't even open until July, and yep. we went through November, and and we made just shy of twelve thousand dollars for the ship. And that's not a lot when you're talking about oil and uh, all the other things you need to keep that thing running through the winter appropriately. No, it's not right. just an empty sitting can, folks. A lot of those systems are still functioning, and there's still good people keeping it afloat. And I know uh, all of our engineers out there, they do a heck of a job doing exactly that. Uh, guys, I do have a caller here on the line. I wanted to ask a, uh, a question slash give a shout out just because we're talking about the paranormal investigative world here in the South Shore. So uh, how do you guys feel about that? Can we take a caller? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see what happens. We have Bob joining us. Bob, are you out there? Yeah, hi. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Doing good. Right. Hi. Uh, I feel the same way. I just want to first thank everyone for the service, but it's a great topic. Um, I don't think people really uh, really understand uh, that, that you know this paranormal uh, really exists. I mean, there there really are uh, you know there's there's a lot of skeptics, but um, I've just seen so much evidence of uh, of uh, spirits. Call what I call what you want, um, but uh, I, I just am fascinated by the topic and. There's so many shows now uh, about the paranormal um, that we're just getting more and more and more evidence. And um, uh, I just, uh, you know, I think I also think it's a very uh, uh, brave thing to do to take on the paranormal because you never know what's, you know, what you're going to take home or anything else. No, you're right, Bob. We've got to be careful. You're absolutely, absolutely. right. Yeah. And well said, because yeah. that's not something yeah. that people think of. Is you know they go, they see the scary stuff, and they go home. Well, sometimes the scary stuff likes to uh, take a little vacation of its own. Has anything <laughs> yeah. like that uh, happened with you guys, where you feel that maybe um, something has followed you back <clears throat> from a paranormal investigation? Yes, I've actually. This is Eva here. And I went to the Hinsdale house in Hinsdale, New York. It's very haunted, a lot of dark history with it. And Suzanne and I had a very unique experience at this place because there was a little boy spirit there. And he seemed to be connecting with us because we're both mothers. Um, Suzanne had a very negative experience with him that she could speak to if she wants to. And with me, it was different. Um, I remember the morning I was sleeping on the air mattress or at least trying to get some sleep. And I could feel a little boy's feet walking onto the headrest and my head bent, the headrest bent, and he touched my leg. Yikes. After that, yes, after that I noticed he actually did follow me home and had dormant. He was active for a couple weeks in the house, was quiet for years and wasn't active until about this past December until January, you know, he's kind of quieted down. So he's definitely interested in me because I am a mom and he doesn't have his parents with him. So he's still in the house, um, but I'm not fearful of him. He does seem to interact with my son a little bit. So it's something I am paying close attention to. Yeah. 
Wow, that's uh, that's that's wild, and, and that's why you got to be so careful. And, and folks, they, they underestimate that sometimes because we've all had that experience where it just goes wild. But folks, if you have any questions out there, you're listening to the People's Truth. Give us a call here at the studio. We'll take some more questions live seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. And uh, even if you were someone that came through. Uh, that Ghost Ship Harbor event on the Salem a few years back. Uh, you want to share your experience. You know, come on in. We're not affiliated at this point anymore, but, I mean, uh, obviously it's history of the ship, and uh, we all saw it. We were all there. So I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to actually step aside. We're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to have more from everybody here on 95.9 FM WATD. Do not touch that dial. You're listening to The People's Truth. And not only can you join Veterans Voice every Thursday here on WATD at 7 p.m., do join us here live at Broadcast House. That's 130 Enterprise Drive, Thursday, this Thursday, March 11th. Jay, have I told you about all the fun and shenanigans that is planned here at Broadcast House on the 11th? Oh, boy, you have been telling me and telling me and telling me. And I will tell him again. Lay it on me. We're doing a huge veterans and open to the public food drive if you are here on the South Shore or North Shore. And times are tough right now. It is what it is. We were doing this for veterans originally, but we have opened it up to the entirety of the general public. You come on down. Empty car. We got volunteers. They're going to load you up with all kinds of good stuff from the South Shore Community Action Council. Linda and her team do a great job. You've also got the End Hunger Meals food program here in Pembroke. Mr. John, uh, Matt Martin, uh, his organization. You also got so many others, including the Veterans Voice Network. Greg Brasso does an amazing job. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out because that's happening 12 o'clock, high noon, right here at Broadcast House. And uh, folks, if you come down, good chance you might even meet our new friend Don here. Yeah. I think I'm going to be there. I yeah. think he's going to be there. When he says he's going to be somewhere, Jay, he's he's there. He's there. He's well, there. Let's not get crazy. But in this particular case, I think I'm... <laughs> fair. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you are listening to The People's Truth here on 95.9 FM WATD. Benny Rabbi and Jay Crombie here with you as always. We're joined by our guests, Mr. Don, Jim, and we also have the ladies here on Zoom. We have Eva and Suzanne. And ladies, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share your experience as well. Uh, Eva, we'll start with you. How did you get into this craft in the first place? And what really is your motivation? What what drives you in this field? So I grew up with paranormal activity, activity all of my life. Um, and it wasn't until about five, six years ago that I found that there's an actual community out there of like-minded individuals that go investigate. I didn't know that existed before that. Um, and over time, I networked with different people and eventually found my way to the home of the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates with Don and the rest of the gang. Um, so paranormal activity is both fascinating and scary for me, but I find it to be an adventure, especially when I'm sharing it with like-minded people. That's wonderful. And Suzanne, please, the same question to you. What is your motivation in this field and how did you get started in it? I just think it's way cool. I love it. And <laughs> I first noticed it. I had a son 13 years ago and he has autism. And I noticed it when he was about two or three years old. He would just start talking to people like all the time. And he would say, oh, no, they're dead. They died in 1902. They're dead. And I had, you know, suspicions of him maybe communicating with the other side. We went through a lot of things like that, and I did a ton of research, and then I saw Ghost Ship Harbor on TV, and I was like, at dawn, and that's history. So it's been the best thing. Honestly, this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's awesome. You know, of all the crazy things that happened during those years, and even before when it was the volunteer hunt, I'm just so glad it brought us all together because it really did give the community something to do together for a couple of years there. And uh, ladies, thank you for sharing that experience and, and, and your start here. I mean, it's it's amazing to see where we all get in life. You never really know what's going to happen. But uh, Don, I want to turn it back over to you now and just how can folks get involved here? How can they schedule their visit with you and the GBPA on board the Salem? Oh, uh, well... 
you know, we have uh, a number of Facebook presences. Uh, the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates, we have a page. We've uh, started a page now called the USS Salem Paranormal Experience. And that's really the best place to to keep up with everything that's going on on the ship, everything we're doing. Um, but at uh, www.uss-salem.org is where people can go to buy their tickets to public investigations aboard the ship. Oh, that's awesome. So it's all laid out there. Folks can plan their trip. And obviously, uh, right now you must be operating with some real constrictions because of COVID, obviously. But yeah, we're, we're, doing the best. we're doing the best we can. You know, the ship is a, it's a tough place in this environment. You know, it's, it's, it's tight. Um, well, some of the rooms are small and, and that kind of thing. But we, we do the best we can. We split into, into the smallest groups we can. Right. Uh, to keep people kind of separated. And uh, I think we do a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it wasn't designed for uh, war and victory, you know? No. <laughs> Seriously. Didn't exactly have comfort in mind, but... Uh, no, that's true. As long as you got the right bunk, I guess. I, I don't know. But uh, so that's awesome. And I absolutely love that this is something that you guys have been able to do. And you're benefiting, not yourselves, but the, the ship itself. This is all to help keep the Salem right here in Quincy. And I feel like a lot of kids these days maybe don't know the story of the Salem. Because let's be honest, Don, when she came home in the early 90s, it was the early 90s. That was a long time ago. And that wasn't even that long a time ago. You know what I mean? No, you're right. It, but it was a long time ago. And, I guess, and and in the time that she's been, <laughs> you got to face facts, Ben. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> Jesus, you're, ben, Ben, you're like twelve compared to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the hell are you even talking about? Hey, man, I'm trying to cope with things. Let me be. <laughs> um, but but you know, over the time she's been, she's been in Quincy. They've they've done a lot to improve the the Salem experience, and I, I don't mean our aspect of the experience. I mean you know, it's a great day trip. Um, it's it's not just the ship; it is the United States Naval Shipbuilding Museum. Yes. Um, and and the lower decks of the ship, the st- the places we generally, I'm, I'm I was going to say we generally don't go, but that's not even really true. Uh, but but the museum spaces are all on the on the lower decks of the ship, uh, and there are some absolutely fabulous. Um, <laughs> fabulous displays and those are privately owned those aren't even that they're necessarily one museum the the u.s naval shipbuilding museum but those are privately owned collections that's absolutely true yeah you know that's actually a good point that um younger listeners might actually not even realize that quincy massachusetts was at one point one of the biggest shipbuilding capitals in the uh, united states the the bethlehem steel shipyard in quincy during world war ii yeah produced more ships than any other single location on the planet. That's, yeah. That's We're very cool. motivated individuals around here. I know my dad worked there and probably worked on that ship back in the yeah. day. I mean, it was only a handful of years ago when that Goliath crane uh, finally left the uh, the yep. port for mm-hmm. Romania, I believe. Romania. And, and she's I mean, still in service, for goodness sakes. She hasn't, she still works. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they it's amazing. And she's, and she's still, I mean, I worked at the shipyard <clears throat> in the early to mid '80s, yeah, the basically gate hit me in the butt when when it closed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you were the, yeah, you you I locked was, it up. Yeah, I was one of the last guys to walk <laughs> out the door. That must have been such an experience, considering how many literal hundreds of thousands of people around here worked at that place. I mean, to be one of the last few to look back and say, "Well, we did what we had to do." Yeah, I mean, you know, it was an experience. Uh, you know when. When she was going great guns, I the, the expression I use is it was an adult dose. No question about that. <laughs> uh, um, and that's coming from somebody who just got out of the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you didn't exactly have the uh, the easy shift either. No, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. No, so. and, the, and, you know, when, when it's kind of funny that, you know, when we go to the ship now, you know, the building, we, we basically pack in the, you know, outside the building where I worked. Right, yeah. <laughs> Coming kind of full circle. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, what an experience and so much history. So that's definitely something that uh, 
if, if listeners out there, if you don't know, if you're new to the area, maybe you're not sure exactly what we're talking about. This is something that you need to educate yourself on because this is such a unique opportunity here in our own backyards in Quincy of all places, right by the Four River Bridge. They just finished that. It looks great over there. And I mean, she was brought home for a reason. She deserves to be here and she deserves to have her story told. She's the last of her kind and dare I say the last of her ilk for sure. They're never going to make anything quite like that ever again. And she was lucky to have survived the way she did. Uh, we could spend countless hours going through the history and telling her story. And after three weeks of 24 hours, we still might not be done. No, you're right. But you're right, Ben. She is the last of her kind. She is. She was the Navy's last all-gun ship. She was the Navy's last big gun ship. And she is the last heavy cruiser uh, in existence. Wow. And uh, if you're wondering the fate of the rest out there to our listeners, untimely enough to various causes, the old scrapyard, man, it's merciless. I tell you, when they 86 them, they really 86 them. But, as you say, the Salem was spared and she was brought home. And uh, I just, I'm so happy to have that. Jay, you got to have some more questions, my friend. Yeah, actually, I got a question for you, Ben. Oh, man. Well, in that <laughs> case, we're going to move right along. No, I'm kidding. Go right ahead. <laughs> You spent a lot of time on the ship doing uh, the various the ghost ships and all of the uh, the haunted attractions. I want to know what what was the point where you felt the most um, uncomfortable, like scared, like something really uh, heavy was about to happen. You must have some at some point. You, you know, something happened where your anxiety hit the roof. And uh, share that with the listeners, please. So, Jay, you know what? You're completely correct. And uh, I know I am. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, Jay. I said that's okay. So uh, it was an interesting perspective for myself because I was uh, I was free to to walk around the entirety of everything. I, I did a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, I think everyone can attest. I, I had at least one hand in every aspect of on ship operation and behind the scene operation. But for me, honestly, it was the first year. And I think it was probably night four or five. And it was the end of the night for whatever it was. And everything was shut down finally. Now, mind you, walking through here for hours upon hours on end with people in full garb going to town in all seriousness. But it was when everybody went home, the lights got shut down, everything was turned off. And just walking from stern back up to, uh, to, to the gangway. And it was just the most unsettling, eerie, and just general, I've never felt anywhere else on this earth the amount of attention on me at that moment. It, 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 does that make any sense? It's just, yeah, you feel like you literally have the eyes and ears of the ship following behind you, and you are just... Were you the, the last one on the ship at this point? A couple of times I did end up being one of the last ones to, to head home, you know? And when you're down to the last two or three, that's what I'm talking about. You know everybody else is long since dismissed. Right. Nobody else is there. And you know there's no one else there. But it's just the... There's something that energy, still there. That energy when people aren't there is allowed to flow again. And especially around all the props, all the, the everything... It definitely felt in that moment. And uh, I think that was probably solidified immediately after that. Uh, Don, you probably remember this one. Uh, we had a uh, the, one of the very first rooms on the very first year. There was a gun turret right there uh -huh. that only had one way in and one way out. And it was a very thin wooden staircase that we had built, I believe. And there was an actress sitting right there on that step. No one's getting by her. No way. It was her spot. There was no interchanging. It was what it was. All of a sudden, she comes running out and just frantic, oh my, this guy, help needed, pretty please. So we go in there, and sure enough, one of our actors is half unconscious in the gun turret in such a manner where it's like, buddy, how did you even get in here? He had no idea. We ended up having a radio for paramedics. They came and helped us drag him out. And I'll never forget loading this poor guy into the back of a Quincy ambulance and just, I literally leaned up before they closed the door and said, buddy, buddy, chapping his foot. 
what happened? What did you, like, what happened? Yeah. And he literally looked me in the eye, Jay, and just said, no, 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 and started getting all emotional all over again, and I was just pushed aside by the oh, paramedics, wow. and they closed the door. Now, that dude went off to Quincy Hospital. I tried my best to follow up. Couldn't tell you a thing about him after that. I mean, the hospital took care of him. I know that much, but... Wow. Never heard from him That's again. Crazy. He left all kinds of gear in the locker <laughs> that was never claimed. And I could not tell you for the life of me two things, Jay. One, how we got in that space in the first place, yeah. which I'll let Don tell you in a second. Not a place where you could just easily slip on in, no big deal. Right. And the other thing is the look in his face. That was, for me, the moment where I said, whoa, I already believed. Now I super believe yeah. and I really <laughs> think we all need to be safe here. <laughs> So that was, that was for me. Don, please, if you could elaborate a little bit on that gun turret that we pulled that poor guy out of. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he was in, <clears throat> he was in the gun, he was in the turret, but he was down in what they call the gun pit, which is, okay, which is a, a step below. And, um, and I, I have to tell you, it was just a rumor back then, but we have since confirmed that there was a guy killed in that gun pit in an accident. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we didn't... At know, the time, there, especially. Know, there are things that happen on the ship that you hear about. You know, sure. the volunteers have stories from 100 years ago. And and there was a story that some guys got hurt in... in that, that's number three turret, that some guys got hurt back there and that one guy may have died back there. Yeah. And that was just a story. But this past summer... A woman whose dad uh, served on the ship donated a bunch of letters that he wrote home. Oh, nice! You're kidding. And she very painstakingly scanned all these letters, and and I had the had the privilege of going through some of them. And he described in detail an accident in in turret number three, yeah, where a guy was killed down in that in that gun pit. Wow. Um, yeah, and they they pulled that kid out of there. He was babbling like an idiot. Uh, yeah, pretty much the whole time. I could, I mean, we couldn't understand a word, and I was one of the first ones with hands on him, just trying to grab his boot. And I said, "Well, I need help right away here. This isn't, this is something else." Yeah, never did, never did get any story out of as far as what happened to him. Yeah, he what just, he saw, what happened. He just freaked out. How he got in there? How did he get in there? That is my big question. Only now, one way in. That, that pit that Don was talking yeah, about. That, it's, uh, think of it this way, folks. It's the bottom circular half of the uh, the pivot that the gun itself sits on. It's just mechanical gears. It's just large sprockets, basically. I don't. I can't think of a better word other than uh, sprocket right now. Pardon my Jetsons reference, but that's essentially <laughs> what it was. That's right. I went there. Meet George Jetson. Sure. All right. It was. It was. It was. It was no picnic for that kid to get in there. No. Yeah. No. Not at all. Um, yeah, I remember that. Not at all. Ladies, let's turn it back to you just uh, as we're coming up here already with uh, less than 15 on the board here. So we're just going to forego that final commercial break. Thank you for joining us here on The People's Truth. We love our sponsors, but we're just too darn busy for you tonight. That's right. That's right. The sponsors are all friends of mine, so they're all going to understand, and uh, it's all good. Don't you worry. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, Suzanne, please uh, share with us a story from the ship that, like Jay asked me, you know, what was that moment for you that you said, okay, this ship has my attention? Yeah, this just got real. Um, well, one night we were all in the CPO mess, and we had quite a few guests with us, and it was super hot, like above 100 degrees, and we were all dying. We were, like, soaking wet, and we literally heard phantom footsteps run forward straight ahead and then actually another group of phantom footsteps run the exact same direction and all of us heard it and there was quite a few of you uh quite a few quite a few of us and it was really scary for me i had never heard anything like that that's wild that's wild and you know what uh, i want to hear more about it but i just remembered that Don was nice enough to give us a sound clip of one of your guys' best EVPs that you were able to capture on board. And I wanted to play this because I don't think uh, many of our listeners have ever heard this, but Jay especially has never heard this. It's, it's an oldie. It's an oldie but goodie. Oldies but goodies. Could we just maybe, uh, for the people in the audience who might not know much about uh, the paranormal activity, could we say what an EVP uh, is? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Really and, quick. Uh, go ahead, Eva, if you tell us electric voice phenomenon so it's 
where a spirit can talk to us. We might not be able to hear it with our ears, but if you have a recording, an audio recording or a video, sometimes you're able to capture their responses that way when you're playing back a video or audio. Okay. It's pretty incredible. It really is. So we're going to play this clip here that Don has provided for us today. Now, the Was this from the Salem? This is from the Salem, and I'll let Don uh, t yeah. set the story up here. But, <clears throat> folks, the only way this file was edited in any way was only to amplify the volume so that you can more clearly hear what is going on here. Yeah, we there were there were three of us on the ship. Only uh, and Pat, confirmed. Pat, yep, Pat Connors, who, as I said, is the co-founder of the group, a woman by the name of Riley Black, who is a kind of a member of our group. She's moved away, so she's kind of in and out, but yep. she's with us in spirit, so to speak. Um, and the three of us were standing outside the surgical room. Now, the surgical room has a piece of plexiglass bolted over the door because on the day tours, they really don't like people going going in there. Right. I have a key to the back door, so on investigations, we go in there. And we were standing outside the door, and I didn't have my keys. And we were arguing, is what we were doing, over how we were going to get in. Okay. And Pat and Eva, uh, I'm sorry, not Eva, Pat and Riley, <laughs> were arguing about who was going to climb over the plexiglass. I was telling them just to wait a minute and I could break into the back door easily enough. Yeah, and easily as, enough. And as we were talking about it, Riley kind of left that conversation and said, well, all I know is when I get in there, I'm going to get on the table, I'm going to put my feet in the stirrups and record for a little while and, and see what I get. Okay, sure. And this is what we got. Oh, this is the surgical area. You want to go the end? Yeah. How did you get there? Very cool. <laughs> I just said to the video camera. Did you catch it? That little, that high pitched voice, that was none of us. Really? Let's see yeah. if I can, uh, let's see if I can do the miracle of computer science here so if I can get a little closer to it. Here we go. Yeah. How did you get there? Very cool. There it is. Huh. Did you hear that? You, yeah, you can very. Say, yeah. What did she say? <laughs> I think I think she was reminding us that we hadn't figured out how we were going to get in there yet. I think she how said, are you how would you get, get there? there? Oh, I heard that. I heard, yeah. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. How did you get there? Very cool. Now, that's Riley talking right there. Immediately following it, you can very yeah. clearly tell a whole different pitch. And as we said, the only way this audio was touched in any way is just the amplification of the volume. That is the only thing that happened here. Lest you think we were up to shenanigans, which we are not. Jay, shenanigans? I don't think so. Not on this show. We don't do shenanigans. The people's truth, I don't think so. One more time, just to make sure I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit more. Everybody get a good listen to this. You tell us what you think. And uh, here we go, one more time. How did you get there? Very cool. Uh, I don't know, guys. That sounds pretty convincing to me. Now, I remember when you recorded this live... And you shared it with us when it was still in the equipment. And I remember it before the amplification. And I mean, goosebumps. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good catch. And, and you know, I, I was saying to Jay earlier, some of, the, some of the audio we have on the ship, some of the best thing about it is the context. Right. You know, in a case like this where it's almost like she was reminding us that we hadn't figured out how we were going to get in there yet. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Yeah, <laughs> you know we have another recording from the same night um, where we're talking about the babies that were born on the ship during the earthquake incident, right? And where they slept. Yeah, did they put them in the racks that the sailors slept in, or how? And uh, and as we're talking about it, very quietly but very clearly, you can hear a man's voice say, "No cribs." Wow! Wow! <laughs> no, no, that that's that's. Uh, mind-blowing is what that is. And yeah. this is the kind of stuff that you can experience. Now, most people around here, not to come back around full circle, I guess, but hey, we're going to, most people's first experience on the Salem is usually as a child, and it's usually with the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts of America, and they usually do the classic sleepovers. Now, that is w one of the only times people can all, all say, hey, the Salem... But that's just not what she's known for strictly. And I really think folks listening out there at our WATD network really need to remember that we have a real gem 
in our backyard here. A, a real piece of history. And if anybody ever wants to experience not only the paranormal, but the sensation of time travel itself. And guys, stop me if I'm wrong here, but that's exactly what it is. You walk through the main mess and you just are seeing the exact same thing. A lot of these artifacts, that's exactly what they are. They're artifacts. They are left exactly where they were when the last sailor touched it. And I just, it blows my mind that more people don't know about it. Yeah, it's, it's a great its a great take. I mean, not just our tours, but uh, just to go there. And, he, you know, it's open on the weekends. Um, between, between Memorial Day and Labor Day, it's open Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's it's a great it's a great take. So you know, it'll give you a good appreciation too of what uh, those sailors you know what their what their daily lives were like living in a in a sardine box like yeah, that for, and uh, you, for, uh, for months on. You end. know what we need to do, Don? I just realized what we're going to do. We're going to take this show on the road. Eventually, in the near future, the People's Truth is going to be live on location at the USS Salem, and we're going to spend our entire hour walking through the ship so that the folks at home can really get a feel for exactly what the sounds of the ship and exactly what we're all feeling as we're walking through because let's be honest as we said earlier it is a very contextual place you got to feel it you got to hear it and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to capture that but i think we should do the whole show there ben and then stay there and like we'll actually do an overnight and you know maybe me and you will do the uh jay the public investigation. Some of those stories I've heard, I don't know, man. Overnight stays on the Salem. I don't know if I can uh, find five well, people to recommend it. Do I leave them there? I gotta, I gotta, yeah, right. So, so lock Ben, lock us in and pick yeah. us up in the morning. So, so Maybe. Ben, you asked you asked Suzanne for for something that happened on the ship. Um, if there's time, yeah, we got about five minutes still. Eva, why don't you tell them about? Our last night on the ship last season, how the night ended. So there was a few of us in the wardroom, and I had my Oculus on, and Pat Connors set up his equipment as well. We had cat balls that are motion detectors, so they light up. And my Oculus, it, it definitely was an ominous presence in the room, and it was late at night, and the Oculus said, enter beast. And as it said that... Verbally, Pat, I mean, it says it. It yeah. says the words. Oh, wow. It says it out loud. And Pat Connor's equipment set off immediately, then the cat balls. And I paused and I asked, what are your intentions? And it said murder. And as it said murder, everything in the room lit up. And we all just started screaming because you could feel a presence in the room. You could feel cold air running over my legs. I could feel it. We ended up just shutting down for the night and just time to go. <laughs> yeah, wrap that up. Lock the door and lock. You should. You should hear. Wow. It. You should hear it. We because we we have the audio. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, oh, we got to hear that. And it is. It is. <laughs> you you couldn't play it because of the language. Right. I, I have. It's, it's on our website. I have. I have it on the website, and I have a disclaimer beforehand saying if if you have issues with language, you probably don't want to listen to it. I'm going to wait until tomorrow during the daytime to listen to that. Oh, yeah, it's a little late you. at night for that, and I need to get some sleep. I'm, I'm telling you, it said the obelisk said murder, and literally every indicator in the room. Yeah. Pegged. Pegged. Wow. Cat balls that are motion activated yeah. uh, all over the room lit up. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. So this was a cranky presence. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. and and Jay, the, uh, the the machine she was talking about was it called the Ovulus? Is that what it was? Ovulus, yeah. Yes. And so that is the thing that makes the white static noise and then shoots out a word every now and again when something. Am I have I got that correct? No, actually. You're talking about something called spirit a spirit box. box. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting an confused. Obelisk, an obelisk is an interesting piece of equipment because because what it is is it's it's almost all of our equipment in one. It takes it takes a lot of um, atmospheric readings, temperature, um, humidity, electro humidity, electromagnetic field. It takes all this data and it runs it through an algorithm. Yeah. And it's got an internal, depending on what model you have, it's got an internal dictionary of, of up to like 5,000 words. Right. So it takes... Oh, Don, it's like 50,000. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. So it takes, <laughs> Only. It takes, all, it takes all this information, runs it through an algorithm that comes up with a number that corresponds to a word, and it spits out a word. Right. Wow. 
Yikes. And, and it's one of those pieces of gear that, you know, sometimes sometimes it never shuts up and, and you're kind of left going. Yeah, trying to interpret this yeah. thing. If, it says, if it says 50 words, one of them is going to make you go, ooh. Right. But in this particular case, yeah. it was quiet. <laughs> and whenever it said enter beast, we all kind of went, what the hell yeah, what? is that? Beast? That's <laughs> not good. Who the heck is beast? Um, uh, it, is beauty behind said, them? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> I think he was talking about me. Oh, man. I couldn't resist. Yeah. I love it. I, I want to say, it. guys, uh, before before we wrap up, because we are coming towards it, um, first off, Ed Perry, give Benny Rabbi another hour for the people's truth, because this keeps happening where we really get uh, steaming along and the hour ends. But uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in. This has been an awesome show, and th these stories have been amazing. And I would love to have you guys back on, because I feel like there's still so many uh, questions that I really oh, yeah. want to get to. Other uh, spots around New England that maybe you've uh, done research at, um, yeah, we, you know, not do, just at the uh, at the USS we do Salem. Quite a bit of, you know, even mentioned the Hinsdale House, yeah, uh, which is in Hinsdale, New York. We're going to go back there in September. That's oh wow. If you were to ask paranormal enthusiasts, what was the most haunted private residence in America? Sure. Some a hefty percentage of them would point to the Hinsdale. Wow, I would house. yeah, and I would love to hear more about haunted we, uh, New England and just any, everywhere Oliver around here. The Oliver House down in Middleborough is yeah. is, is a very active location. That's right, mm. nice. That's right. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Penhurst Asylum, which which was abandoned in the late eighties. We're gonna go back go up there in April to spend the night. Oh, that nice. sounds like a great time. Yeah. Happy fun time family <laughs> filled for all, spent, John. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie <laughs> The Conjuring, the movie franchise, but we've spent the night at that house a couple of times. The Conjuring. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well so we get around. We uh we definitely want to have you back on for another show. We definitely want to have you uh be more of a presence here and and, and we on your program as well. I know you run a, a podcast, you guys are getting involved with that. And uh, real quick before we go, because we are up against the clock here, uh, the website, one more time, thegbpa.com. That's where you can find all the latest and the greatest from the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates right here. And, uh, guys, I just want to say thank you once again. Uh, Suzanne, Eva, thank you for joining us here tonight as well. Uh, Don, Jim, thank you guys for coming in as well, live in studio. And... I just wish we had more time, but really, thank you guys for coming in tonight. Well, thank you for thank having you. us. We really enjoy this Anytime. Stuff. Yeah. Anytime. Guys. Really enjoy getting the word out about the ship yeah, and about absolutely. what we do. And yeah. uh, there are tickets still available for March 20th if anybody's interested. Hey, hey, hey. And, Don, and Don, you were telling me off the air, you've had people run out of the ship. Yeah, we're kind of on a roll. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the last three or four public investigations we've had, we've had people flee. Early. Yeah. That's great. That means job well done. Exactly. That also means very exactly. dangerous place to be if there's someone uh, that so, upset. So if you if, if you think you're tough enough, come down and check it out and see what you got. And that website was the USS-Salem.org. Again, the USS-Salem.org. Everyone's, everyone's tough until the beast enters <laughs> with murder on his mind. Seriously. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Jay, as always, my trusty co-pilot. Thanks for having me, Ben. Always a pleasure, buddy. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in for The People's Truth here on Monday nights. You can catch all past episodes on Podbean, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and where all podcast networks dispense from. Be good to yourselves. Be good to your family, your friends. Be good to animals, or we're going to come looking for you one way or another. Thank you for joining us here on 95.9 FM WATD. Have a wonderful week, and enjoy the music. <laughs>